0: Is going on, degenerates. This is the accountability episode. We're gonna be revisiting some of our preseason predictions, what we got right, what we got wrong. Some of them we got so fucking right, it's out of this world we should win an award. Some of them not so much. <laughs> but we should also win get... an award. Yeah, I also, yeah, abysmal. Uh we went a Razzie. Um so, you know, obviously, I am joined by your Dynasty Degenerate, Mr. Steven Sampson, the DFS Degenerate, Mr. Eric DeFusco. I am your Redraft Degenerate, Brian Moran. How you doing tonight, boys? Good, Brian.
1: What's up, Degenerates? Week 5, take note of the first overseas game, Sunday, 9.30 in London. Yes, sir. Make sure you get your guys into the lineups, uh, into their regular spots and not in the flex spots. just like you would for a Thursday game. I'm saying it early. I'm going to say it again. I know they don't. (laughs) Nobody cares. I know they don't. I've noticed that in my league. I'm like, geez, man. Nobody cares about that it's a shitty game. You're not going to start anybody from Atlanta, and you're not going to start anybody from fucking the Jets. So, maybe maybe Corey Davis.
2: Eric, how How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great. And I need to thank both of you, my counterparts on this podcast. I need to thank Steve for beating Nate, and I need to thank Brian for beating Shane, because now I'm in (laughs) first place, baby. (laughs) <laughs> all by myself. It's a long way to <laughs> fall from the top. A one and three uh, team is sitting at three and one somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, like I said, this is the accountability episode. We're going to be going over the preseason predictions, but we don't have to go back all that far. And since it is the accountability episode, there is one specific place that I would like to start
2: mistake. They lead the league in takeaways.
1: Darnold leads the league in turnovers in the last three years too.
2: So, <laughs> they got takeaways. Uh, what did Sam Darnold do last Thursday? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got uh, strip sacked in the pocket at least three times. So much attitude. I think it's a trap. Now has been ball hawking, dude. Now it's been ball hawking. Jalen Hurts have a bad and game? Garbage time, did good. Did he have? He had, three, he had a bad game for three. He had a bad game. He had a bad
0: game for three quarters. So do you lose points at DraftKings if it's in garbage time?
2: No, you don't. But he had a bad game for three quarters. The defense is still so did Sam Darnold.
1: <laughs> I think this is a uh, regression game for Sam Darnold. Yeah.
2: He's making mistakes.
1: But if Parsons plays, which I believe he's going to. Yeah, but who are you going to throw to? Robbie Anderson
2: keeps dropping, which he did. There's a bad Sam Donald game. I think it's
0: coming this way Which defense leads the league in takeaways? I'm not saying that they can't get turnovers. I'm not even saying that they can't win the game. I'm just saying that they're giving up fantasy points. So much pushback. I got so much pushback on Sam Darnold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he had the two takeaways. He had the two interceptions. The only thing that saved him was those two Russian touchdowns. That was huge.
0: Yeah, other than all the positive plays, he was pretty bad. Um, I won every lineup. I had him in every single lineup. I won money on every single one of them. Could not have been happier to not listen to you guys. It was easily the highlight of my weekend making that. It took me so long, but it was so worth it. I loved it. Um, so, like we said, accountability that'll get, that'll episode. Get cut. He's a bomb. Not, he's still not getting cut.
1: That'll get cut. I'm editing he's, this episode. Bomb. That's getting cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously, you got some pretty good DFS advice from me on that one. If you started CM Darnold, you are very happy. You're very welcome. I hope you won money, too. And that's just part of what you get here on the Daydreaming Degenerates podcast. And to thank the people that support us through our Patreon, we have a giveaway going on. Steven, tell the people what they could win. So we are giving away a signed, full-size
1: Lawrence Taylor New York Giants helmet. The blue, the red, the white, the, the, the standard Giants helmet that they've worn forever. Signed in white ink by Lawrence Taylor. Um, it's the centerpiece of my collection, and we're going to give that away to our patrons. $5 tier, you get one entry. $10 tier, you get two. And at the $15 tier, you get three. The contest is running for the month of October and the month of November, all the way up to Thanksgiving. So as a subscriber, you'll get entered for October, and then you'll get entered again For November. Looking forward to giving this away. I'm gonna be very sad when it leaves my house, but I am looking forward to giving this away to one of our lucky listeners.
0: Yeah, imagine winning that helmet for five dollars. I mean, it really it's a beautiful helmet, guys. I've seen it, it's gorgeous. Um, you know, obviously I hate the Giants. I don't know if anyone remembers what happened in O seven, but you get the point. Stole a beautiful helmet. And Lawrence Taylor was a bad motherfucker, man. Yes, uh, he was. Great player. And, uh, you know, as a, as a little side note to the people that don't win the helmet, or you could win both, technically, because I'm doing these now. Um, if you sign up for the Patreon, I will make you a custom Tumblr, your favorite players, whatever you want, your team's logo, the NFL logo, the Hall of Fame logo. Put all your favorite players on it, whatever you want it to say. Um, <laughs> And our logo. Yeah, or our logo, of course. And uh it's slow going, dude. I this first one is kicking my ass. It came out like fucking trash I probably have to restart it. The epoxy is just terrible. I can't get the epoxy to come out flat. I'm I might have to completely restart it, and I feel like a jerk for making this guy wait, but just so you know, it is being worked on. I'm not ducking you. It's, uh, I'm sorry for the wait, because I told him I would try to get it out this weekend, or last weekend, and it obviously didn't happen. It's still sitting right in front of me.
2: Speaking of logos, man, I wish I would have known,
0: because uh,
2: we could have given Connor a nice little daydreaming degenerates hat to wear while he was sitting behind Randy Mouse, Right? <laughs> that uh, Sunday Sunday countdown. Yeah, he
0: was front row. Yep, I would have given him 20 bucks. Could have been paid advertising. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. I was like, damn it, man. He is right there. Pretty much up
0: his his ass. Yeah. Connor is uh, a longtime listener. He's in our listener league. He writes in all the time. We're actually going to have one of his questions later on in this episode. And uh, he was front row on ESPN for the Sunday night countdown. It was uh, he was on Fox. He was on ESPN. He He just kept wherever the cameras were. He was there just sending us pictures in the sleeper chat i'm like god damn uh he's a star so they must have heard about the show you know uh is that the connor you know yeah. <laughs> that's connor so, for the de- uh, de- degenerates i've heard his <laughs> he, questions before he writes in all the time i've even heard a voicemail uh- <laughs> <laughs> so um you know, obviously, you know, like I said, this is the accountability episode. So we're going to be going over players we got right players we got wrong. And uh I'll I'll kick it off. I'll start a player that uh it certainly looks like I got wrong. You guys were right. Deontay Johnson. Didn't mm-hmm. trust him, didn't want him. Um you don't have a sounder for this? No, but thanks for pointing it out, Stephen. I forgot to make one. Well, I mean, we, we, we could we have, have- <laughs> we could let Eric impromptu another bag. one. What are we
2: doing? <laughs> <The middle pack. laughs> okay. I ran Eric to grab my phone. What, planet he's what on. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I, he didn't have a sounder for <laughs> the fucking accountability. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I didn't know if he forgot it or if he had it in preview. <laughs> and then I said, You could do another impromptu one. So.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway so like i was saying deontay johnson i was dead wrong you guys were dead right the targets are there he's actually catching them um i'm still really scared of him rest in se- rest of season because ben looks like trash dude yeah so in the long run i may not have been wrong to fade him but as of right now, it's pretty tough to say he was not worth the draft capital. I mean, he's wide receiver twenty two and he missed a fucking game. He's over uh ju- almost over fifteen points every single week. He has one game at fourteen point six. He has double digit targets in every single game. He has two touchdowns in three games. It's I was wrong. I was wrong. If he keeps not doing dropping this, the ball, I'm he's gonna not, eat no. my words.
2: Yeah. He's a wide receiver one in points per game, too. I think he's wide receiver ten, I believe. Mm-hmm.
0: No shit. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Like I said, that's why I pointed out he missed the game. I don't have his uh, averages in front of me. But uh, when you miss a game, obviously, you're going to fall down the the overall ranks. But the weeks that you started him, you did not start him in week three. The weeks you started him, you were very happy with what you got. Uh, So I was wrong. I didn't get it.
1: I'll jump right into Ben Roethlisberger on that because I was the one saying, ah, Ben's going to be back. The arm looked good towards the end of the season. The arm looked really good week one, and Father Time reached up and smacked the shit out of him in week two. <laughs> Motherfucker looks like he's ninety. Um, I don't know what the, what the hell is wrong with Ben, but uh, should
0: have just retired, man.
1: I, I'm I'm concerned. I, I was wrong. Unless something changes, I would be concerned for the Steelers right now. outside of probably. Najee and
0: and Deontay.
1: It, it's, oh, it's I'm concerned scary. about Najee.
0: I'm really concerned about Najee. We'll talk about him later in the episode. Yeah. Um Eric, did you since we started with wrongs, do you have a player you were dead wrong about? Yeah. I'm gonna go right
2: to the right to a guy that I was telling everybody to draft late and it was a fucking mistake. Justin Fields. Yeah. He's looked ba- he has not looked good. He's looked bad. He he has not shown me a fucking thing to make me think that he's going to hold that job when Dalton is healthy, which could be this week.
1: Victory lap.
2: <laughs> and and I, I'm sorry. I told people to draft him late and hold him because I thought he had some serious upside. He's literally averaging 5.8 points per game. Yep. And it's brutal. you're going to say, well, he didn't start, right? He didn't start two of those. and He did play snaps, so it's going to skew that average. In the two games he started, he's averaging 6.1. So, <laughs> so do the math. Like, yeah. Justin Fields is a completely just cut him from your team, dude. There's way better. Grab Daniel Jones right now. He's way better. <laughs> uh, Sam Donald, if he's out there, I'd rather have, like, pretty oh, much. I'd much rather I, have I hate Sam to Donald. say this. Like, I'd probably pretty much have almost any other rookie quarterback right now than him. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree and with I'm that. And I'm a Fields guy. I love Fields. I still well, think I know he has are. potential. He, yeah. He's just not ready yet. And the thing that I've,
1: because I've watched every game, because I want, I want to see fields. He's getting better every game. What I see with him that a lot of rookie quarterbacks do that he's not doing is when he, he's, he's rolling out and he's throwing it. He's not looking to run first when he gets in trouble. And you guys had thought he was going to make, you know, points with his legs and he's actually not doing that. He's trying to throw the ball. So I I applaud him for that. It's just, like you say, he, he's not the
2: startable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just not startable right now. So and he yeah. didn't particularly play bad Sunday against the Lions. He just he did absolutely nothing for fantasy. He got no touchdowns. All went to the running backs. Yeah, he played well enough to win. Like he didn't have a bad NFL game, but fantasy wise, he's he's no like no. Just don't don't do it, man. Just just cut bait, <laughs> cut bait. If you still have him, just cut bait.
0: Yeah yep no it's it's tough to argue with that one um you know i i I probably should do a player that i was right about you know i will do a player i'm right about i will get back to the big fish after this one but uh man how many fucking times did i say that i had no interest in mike davis absolutely fucking none like I just, I thought that somebody would just come out of the woodwork and start taking work and be better than him. And I didn't think it would be fucking Cordell Patterson. That's for damn sure. I thought no. it would be some some running back we never heard of, you know? So uh, who the fuck is Tony Pollard before last year? You know what I mean? But like, you know, Mike, I just, I was like, dude, he's just, he's a guy. He's just another guy. And that's pretty much what he's shown you. He has done nothing on this year, dude. And uh you know Eric was kind of lukewarm to him, if not a little high. And Steve, you were higher than me and Eric. And I just, I, I, I sniffed that out from a mile away. I'm like, dude, I want nothing to do with him. And it's not just the snap share; he's played, he's played over 60 percent of he's snaps getting over in every 60%, game.
2: Yeah, and
0: he's, he's still out snapping ten points
2: a week, but he's out snapping and out touching Cordell Patterson two to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Just which it, it's it's. He's underperforming, and, and Cordell Patterson is overperforming. overperforming. Cordell, Cordell Patterson is averaging a touchdown on, like, 11% of his touches. That is astronomically high. There is yeah. no way that's going to continue. Like it can't. No, that's sell where, Cordell that, Patterson. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. You're not going to sell him. Nobody's going to buy him. Nobody's that fucking stupid. Everybody in their mother is saying sell Cordell Patterson. Every site, every app, everything. You are not selling Cordell Patterson. I think you'd find a buyer in most casual leagues. In a casual league, but yeah, mm-hmm. how many casual leagues are most of the people listening to this play? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not many. It's just I don't think you're going to sell them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Would you buy Cordell Patterson? No. I would not. I would if it was cheap enough. If the guy didn't expect <laughs> like a King's ransom in return. Because like, you got to understand like you're not going to get. Look, like, I'll give you Dalvin. Give me Dalvin Cook. I'll give you Patterson. Like Nobody's going to yeah. do that. Yep. Maybe you get them on the cheap. You know, maybe I, don't, I can't think of guys off the top of my head, but maybe it's like some subpar guys. You know what I mean? That, that may be like middling guys that you think I'm, aren't going to continue to exceed expectation. But mm-hmm. I'm not going up. out of my way to buy them. But I, if somebody sent me an a tempting offer, I would think
0: about it. Uh, Steven, what's a player that you got right? Um,
1: Marvin Jones. <laughs> Uh, well, we all see. got Marv Jones. I know. We're well, I've taken <laughs> um, I'm taking the low hanging fruit. I'm going to go with Will Fuller. Missed week one, we give him that. Now we're into week five. He hasn't done shit, and he's hurt again. So, thank you, Will Fuller, for proving us all right.
0: Yeah, and, but he's uh, been he's been playing with Jacoby Brissett. So, so I want to see what he is with uh, fucking Tua.
1: Well, Tua can't stay healthy either. Well, that's true. But I think Fuller's out now till what did they say, five weeks, four weeks, something like that with a broken finger?
0: But, I mean, you've got – Week week, week to week.
1: Week to week. Week Week three, he had six targets, and then last week, Sunday, he had two targets because he broke his finger. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he he only caught three – he had 20 yards. So, I mean, I know it's Jacoby Bissett, but –
0: yeah no you know, I hear you. it's just i'm just pointing out it's not exactly top quality quarterback, but i mean when you when a receiver's playing with a backup, I feel like you have to take that into account when a when a receivers playing with a backup quarterback it it may not be all will force No, ball. but
1: but you took him in the middle you know the middle rounds like eight nine ten, expecting mm-hmm. him to miss the first game, then he missed the second game for personal issues. now we're into week five, and you've really not gotten a single game out of him so i mean. And now you're going to miss him probably for another two to three weeks, so now you're looking at Michael Thomas territory, in maybe week eight before he performs. So,
0: yeah, I'm just I'm just saying I want to see him with Tua. That's all.
1: Oh, I do I too. To but I, where I drafted him, I expected him week two to go out and put up fifteen points with Tua, and he, you know, he hasn't put up five. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. No, I mean. D- He hasn't been great. You know, there's no question about it. He hasn't been good. I'm just saying, I think maybe Jacoby Brissett might have something to do with it. That's all. Eric, what's one you got right? Matt Ryan. Garbage. very true. Very true. Garbage. Garbage.
2: Quarterback 20 (laughs) overall. Quarterback 21 points per game. He has one good game out of four. He has been so bad, dude. He cannot throw deep anymore. It's it's got me concerned for a player that we're going to get to later that I was all in on. And apparently I didn't factor in how bad and shitty and old and I don't want to say old. I don't want to I didn't factor in how bad Matt Ryan being would affect Mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley. Let's just say his name. And it's it's hurting Ridley Ridley is Ridley's top five in like every receiving category that you would look at and be like, there has to be some progression at some point. He's second in red zone targets. He's like top ten in air yards. He's he's fucking tied for fifth in targets, overall targets. Like these they, they you look at these and you're like that this has to progress positively for Ridley. But yeah. Matt Ryan is so bad, I I am a little worried. But I'm gonna still hold out faith that Ridley can turn it around if I don't turn one on the Ridley, but Matt Ryan's been bad. And yeah. they haven't really played like he's he's played bad against. Not great teams. Bad teams, too. yeah. Yeah, bad teams. And so that O-line's pretty giants. rough. I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan is top five in QB hits. Like, that O-line's pretty bad, so they're not helping him there either. It's not all him, but mm-hmm. he hasn't looked good. And I hope you don't own him in fantasy. And if you do, and you still do, like, what are you doing, man? Like, go, yeah. go, get, go, get, go get Daniel Jones. Go get Sam
0: Donald. Go get one of those guys instead. I mean, Shit. At least again, I'm done. I mean, right right now, uh Matt Ryan's on pace to get sacked 36 times this year. It's I mean, that offensive line is a fucking turnstile. It's terrible. So, I mean, elephant in the room. It's time to acknowledge it. I'll give it, I'll give it to you, Eric. You know, you were the you were the big guy. I may have been wrong about Cooper Cup. It's possible. I'm still computing the numbers. We don't know for sure that I was wrong about Cooper Cup. But I think he's been better than I projected at this point when I said I wanted nothing to do with him and that I thought he would have serious touchdown regression and that he's not the number one wide receiver on his team. There's a chance I was wrong about Cooper Cup. He's currently the wide receiver one. He has Overall, wide receiver one. Yes, yes, yep, yes, the wide receiver one. Uh, he has double-digit targets in every game. Uh, wide receiver
2: to have that as well.
0: Just about a hundred yards per game. Uh last week was a little down game for him. Uh five touchdowns in th- for the first three games. Uh they just looked bad on Sunday against Arizona. I'm not surprised to see he didn't get to touchdown. Um I will say this water is gonna find its level. Cooper Cup is not going to finish as the number one wide receiver. But
2: I think he's I gonna finish as a wide receiver one.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, um, you know, I was just about to say, like, the fact that I think he's going to do worse than he's doing right now, it's pretty clear he's not going to just fall into the basement of irrelevancy. He is the number one red zone on that team. I thought it would be Higby. It's clearly not. And I was dead wrong. If you have Cooper Cup, I basically harassed teams that had Cooper Cup and I was wrong. I got it dead wrong. You were right. I was wrong. Sorry. I hope you listen to Eric. He is the smartest of the three of us. And and, uh, hopefully you followed his advice and not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And like the
2: thing with cup, like even, even in, uh, even against Arizona, like he's still out targeted everybody else. Like he had twice as many targets as anybody else on the team. He had more targets than Woods and Van Jefferson combined. He he's he is the number one. He's the clear number one. And there's a there's there's a there's a there's a void and then it's pick your poison of Higby Woods or Van Jefferson because it seems to rotate. And dude, yep. the, the, the more the I'm starting to wonder if Van Jefferson's overtaking Woods. Slowly. I'm starting to wonder too. Slowly. Mm-hmm. I I he seems to be getting more involved. I mean, he's kind of a boom bust guy, and I think that's what he's gonna be throughout the season, but he seems to kinda I don't know, man. There's been a few games where he ran more routes than Woods. Um, I think there was one game where he had more targets than Woods. It's just I don't know, man. Woods is concerning. But Cup's been amazing. Even I, even I didn't see this coming from Cup. I'm not even gonna lie; like I didn't think he was gonna be the wide receiver one four weeks in. And literally, was on. He was averaging 30 points per game leading up to week four. I mean, that kind of settled back down a little bit, he only had 11 week, week four. But he's been nuclear and. Yeah, that's definitely not going to continue. It's just it's unsustainable. Like Cordell Patterson, like it's just to it's yeah. going to come back down to earth a little bit.
0: But he looks like a twenty point per game guy. That might be who he is, which is fine. I mean, if you if you drafted him and you get a top ten wide receiver, you are just as happy as a pig in shit. Um, you're not going to have any fucking issues with that. So I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, Stephen, did you have another player you were wrong about? Nope, covered mine.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. Notice how I didn't move
0: on. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Just because I know you want to talk about it, Brian, I will talk about Jalen Hurts.
0: Jalen Hurts.
1: <laughs> so I still defend that Jalen Hurts is bad at football, but he mm-hmm. is still good for your fantasy team for now. Forever. Uh, yeah, I don't know about forever, but Jalen Hurts is putting up. He's putting up over 20 points a week. So, um, I don't think they've won a game yet, have they? Or did they win one? I don't remember. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, they won in three. They won in three. Oh, they won yeah. in three? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they so, beat Atlanta. Oh, they beat Atlanta week one. That's right. Because everybody's going to beat Atlanta. Um, yeah. But even, even that game was not his best game so far, was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Just barely.
0: By a little. Um, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: still. Until uh, I fell
0: into the KC funnel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah I mean you know he's the QB3 and he is you know he's doing it he, he he's been awesome with his legs and no the, the
1: honestly he's got 300 yards passing in the last two games you know two touchdowns yeah. and, and oh, I mean yeah. he had two picks against Dallas but the, it's all most most of that yard is just garbage time so garbage time is fine for fantasy it does not win you games It wins you fantasy games
0: yeah, maybe. He with, Dylan, with this you, year, do I don't you know, have, man. You want to? You want to hear this? If you have the QB three, you're pretty happy right now. He's the third highest ranked. He's the third highest scoring player in the league. Period. Barring position, like it's he's mm. awesome no, no. The fantasy. points are
1: there, but the way this year has been, you still might be zero and four. It's you know what I mean. It, depending on who <laughs> else you have,
2: but you, you would hope that you would at least have a win. It'd be two and two with Hurts. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of bailed me out in the Pilgrim League. He's been one of the few guys I, ha- I have that actually I hit on. Him and Cup and, and and Zeke have pretty much carried my team. Uh, yeah, to yeah. two and two. I am two and two. I, I lost the first two games and I'm, I've won two in a row, so I'm right back in yeah. it, baby. He, he's just <sighs> got they, he's got to start winning
1: NFL games, otherwise, my fear is that they end up uh, not
2: leaving him as the starter. And I honestly, I don't even, I actually don't disagree with you at all in that regard. Like, I don't think Philly believes in Hurts, and I don't think they view him as the future.
0: It's oh, pretty obvious don't. that they no want to dynasty. Replace him. Dynasty, yeah. I'd be trying to sell him. Like, they clearly mm-hmm. don't believe in him. But I don't think he's getting benched this year. He, they're not benching him for Gardner Minshew. It's a, it's a lateral move at best to bench to bench him for Gardner Minshew. You ain't winning with Gardner. That's for damn sure. Let's we'll see. What he's proven that over multiple years. Eric, did you have another player you were wrong about? So, I'm actually,
2: I'm going to go with a Dooley here. I'm going to go with two guys because they kind of tie in together because it kind of ties into the degenerates draft and who I was thinking about and how I made the wrong decision, it looks like. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler and Antonio Gibson. Um, I had these guys pretty much ranked back-to-back in where I was picking from in that draft. I'm like, I'm going to go with one of these guys. And Eckler, I'll start with Eckler. He's been fucking fantastic, man. He's the running back, too. 21.6 points per game. He's getting usage everywhere. He's getting majority of the carries. He's getting red zone carries. He's getting goal line carries. He's getting running. He's getting used in the passing game, in the red zone, between the 20s. Got That mm-hmm. team looks good. It's a good offense. So he's going to continue to produce so long as he can stay healthy. That's the one concern with Eckler is that you just hope that he can stay you know what I mean. You hope he can stay healthy because he has struggled yeah. with injury a little bit in his career. He hasn't sustained anything like major, but he's good for popping up with a hamstring or, or you know,
0: yeah, he'll end up on the injury report with a calf injury or something and yeah. miss a game or two. Then he'll be back and he'll be fine. But but through four, I mean through four weeks, he's been fantastic.
2: Yeah, and money. Antonio Gibson, he's RB seventeen overall. He's RB twenty one in points per game. He's barely an RB two in points per game. He's averaging only only averaging 13.5 points per game. I took this son of a bitch in the first round. (laughs) I'm not getting first. I'm not getting first round value. I still think he can improve. And I think he I think he can maybe finish as like RB 10. That's maybe. Yeah. But he's going to have to get more usage in the passing game. I went with Gibson because I thought Gibson was I thought there was a better chance that Gibson would get more usage in the passing game then Eckler would get in red zone and goal line carries, and I was dead wrong. Complete opposite. Should have went with Eckler. What are you going to do? Hindsight biased. I went with who I went <laughs> with, and I got to live with it. Gibson, I still believe in Gibson. I still think he can produce, but I don't. he's not going to produce to the expectation, I thought. That is for sure. J.D. McKissick is too involved, and they just they use him and hurry up. They use him on third and long. It, it's just McKissick is a thorn in his side, and he's not going anywhere. So long as he stays healthy. So I I gotta definitely temper your expectations with Gibson. He's i think he's gonna be fine. He's not gonna kill you, but he's not gonna take you over the top either. Yeah. So he's, been, he's been pretty
0: much he's been pretty much touchdown dependent. It's like if if he gets a touchdown, he gives you a decent week. And if you take out his his two touchdowns, he, he has one game over ten points. Like you kind of thought the receiving work was gonna carry him a little bit even if they weren't a great run team and he's been efficient. He's just not getting enough carries, you know, it's, it is what it is, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a rough one. Um, I was not as high on Gibson as you, but I didn't think it would be like this. I thought he'd be, you know, 13 to 16 points, you know, finishing that low end RB one, high end RB two, you know, like I, I mean, RB two, Uh, 19 i i didn't see that coming but and like his usage is up from his rookie season like he's he's
2: he's he's playing more snaps he's running more routes but he's not getting the looks he's only getting like two targets a game and they usually like he doesn't really make positive plays out of him he had that one big 73 yard touchdown in week three and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little I am a little concerned about Gibson. But I, like I said, I because I was such a believer in him, I'm not giving up yet.
0: <laughs> Stubborn like the rest of us. Um, I'm gonna do a dually as well. This is uh two guys that I got right, and I'm only doing them together because they're on the same team and they're the hope the whole point of them is kind of linked. Um, if you have Baker Mayfield, you're not fucking happy right now. That team is playing well. Um, I b- they're three and one, I believe. Baker has been very efficient. He's not really turning the ball over a ton. He's got two picks on the season, I think. The off the offensive line's been okay, like all that. He doesn't have a single game with eighteen points. He has a he has a last week against Minnesota. He has less than ten. Like he's been fucking bad. He's the QB twenty four. Like that makes him barely startable in a fucking super flex. Like t- I, I mean I I was saying all fucking offseason to avoid him. If you took him, I'm sorry, but and the reason why I was so low on him Kareem on, I was telling people, dude. I said draft him, draft him, draft him, dude. You I I right now he is the RB7 in PPR and he's fucking money. He's money in the bank. He's got one bad week. He's practically carrying one of my teams. I love Kareem hunt. The fucking passing work has been there. Chubb can have the rushing attempts. You know, if you're, if I'd rather have Kareem hunt than Nick Chubb right now, because Kareem Hunt's just flat out been better. I don't think, I think it'll balance out before the end of the season, but I am very happy to own Kareem Hunt right now. I did not hesitate to draft him anywhere that I got the chance. And I am fucking stoked, man. I was I nailed Kareem Hunt. That was one I was pretty proud of.
2: Baker Mayfield's killing Odell, dude. They're like oil and water, dude. They just they they, they <laughs> don't mix. Dude, Odell could have had a fucking huge game, dude, Sunday. Yep. They just they yeah. don't mesh, dude. They don't mesh. I dude. I think I looked at the air yards, uh that uh fucking stats for week four. Odell had like 250 air yards. And he, dude, he was yeah. one ball, one bomb ball, dude. He was wide open and he just missed them. Like, it's like, I'm like, they just, they cannot be in, they are not in sync, dude. This no. isn't a new, this, we, this is, we've said we this said before. We said it last year. Said it last we year. It like, last they just, year. they're not, they don't mesh, man. They just don't mesh.
0: But o- Odell always climbs up the fucking preseason rankings, and we spent all last season saying avoid him. We spent all this off offseason saying avoid him. And when we do these judgments, when we judge people's rosters and leagues and stuff, and we criticize the people that have Odell as a starter, it's like, bro, I'm not counting him. Like, if he's your wide receiver, too, you're in fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where he's at. So, Which is sad because he actually he, he looks good on the field,
1: Baker just can't get in the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at, le- at least he's recovered from the injury, and he looks good out there. Just maybe, yeah. ho- Hopefully they'll trade him like we said last year, and he'll go to another team where he's relevant.
0: So, uh, Stephen, why don't you give me another player
1: you were right about? So I'll do a double as well. Um, I'll start with Ryan Tannehill, somebody we were all kind of high on. Um, I think we all figured he'd be inside the top 10 for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's not. Oof, yeah, whiff. Um I I have several shares of him that uh it's probably gonna have it's probably already cost me my season. So it is yeah. what it is. Oh, I
0: I got him everywhere, dude. I was so high on him. <laughs> uh, um
1: so on the same offense, Julio Jones. Um I'm probably one of the only people that was down on Julio because Julio will show up for a game and then disappear for three. Which is what he's done this year, I'm gonna take the win on Julio, and I will take the heavy loss on Tannehill.
2: yep i think I think all three of us were down on Julio, right? I was fine with him where he was going yeah yeah, yeah. i was i was down uh, on he Julio. wasn't he was like a he was like a neutral neutral like guy like he was somebody I d I wasn't fading with somebody I wasn't
0: targeting, but yeah, he he, he was roundable for me wasn't so. bad so um, Eric, give me one more one more. One more, and then we'll go over the ones we, we all kind of agreed on. All right, so I'm going to go with the real miss I had.
2: Jamar Chase. <laughs> I did not think that he was going to take off like he is. There was nothing positive coming out of the preseason about him and everything and, and lessons learned. Don't believe everything you read during preseason. Don't. Like, it, it's just it's been proven again. I mean, look at, like, Jamar Chase, they said he couldn't catch anything. I was like, dude, this guy's going into the season with the confidence of a fucking peanut. Like, he he <laughs> he's got no confidence. He's not catching the ball. He's complaining that the, it's tougher to see the, the NFL ball. There's no stripes on it, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, dude, he's gonna be, he's gonna take some time to get going. He hit the ground running. I think I had it backwards though, because I think he's gonna hit a rookie wall later on in the season because their schedule gets fucking tough, and yep. it, it's. He's great right now. He's fantastic. But he is somebody, if I owned him, I would think maybe midseason. I would try to see what I could get for him. It's crazy as it sounds. Have, have well, they all three been on the field the same time,
1: though?
2: Yes. Between yes. him, Higgins, and Boyd. Weeks and, one and uh, two. Boyd.
1: We, okay. Yeah. I, thought, and, I thought Boyd was out week one or something like week two. No. Was it? but
0: No, he played uh, 74% of snaps. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase was somebody I was really high on pre preseason and i was telling you you were crazy jamar chase is better than those guys he's gonna be fine and then like you said the preseason hype started coming out and i'm like oh i better back off on jamar chase a little bit <laughs> and then, it, like the season starts and he, he looks just like i thought he would i'm like god man mike why, why didn't i draft him more i fell for it
2: it happens yeah and like dude you it goes both ways look like, look at ramondre stevenson dude he was a preseason monster he's been inactive He's a oh, non factor. Yeah, he He's a non factor. Like preseason, it's like it's so tough to decipher. Like, what do you believe and what, what do you what do you ignore? Like it's a tough game. to play. Look at Kyle Pitts.
0: I, I mean. Well, yeah, but we all we all knew. Kyle Pitts is about to come up. Um but uh, yeah, Ramondre Stevenson was fucking like I, I think preseason I called him a less athletic Lagarrett Blunt it looks about right now <laughs> so um quickly you know we'll just go over a couple of guys that we consensus were either right or wrong about ceh which just getting drafted too fucking high end of story if you draft if you own ceh i guarantee you you got him because you drafted him too high he is touchdown dependent Granted that that team's going to score a lot of touchdowns, but that doesn't mean he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. And whatever week he doesn't score in, you're going to regret it. And we all thought he was being drafted too high. And hopefully, you listened and just faded him where he was going.
2: This is one uh, I would like to revisit in like four weeks, though, because he's actually been playing better lately. But mm-hmm. bad C E H game is right around the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any any given
0: moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's not like his usage has increased. It's not like his targets have increased. It's just that he happened to score the touchdowns that week, which is impossible to predict because it's not like they need a bad matchup to score touchdowns to the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. You know, like there shouldn't be any bad matchups for them. So, like, when do you play him and when do you sit him? You can't decide. You know, it's just whenever they decide they want Clyde edwards hilaire to get a touchdown, that's when he'll get one. But you don't know, so it's like when you don't when he doesn't get a touchdown, you don't want to start him because he sucks. I do get your point. Uh, oh, I, I mean, he's played like I said, he's
2: definitely stepped it up. I mean, his yards per carry have practically doubled, and, and he's playing better. He is playing better, but like you said, the usage yeah. is kind of the same. You might be getting like an extra opportunity a game, which ain't much. It's something, but it ain't much. Mm -hmm. and it's like you said he has two touchdowns in both of the week three and four he has one in each so that like you said that's going to help his is it's going to help his points
0: so yeah and he needs to quit fumbling as well (laughs) miles sanders oh man did we fucking call miles sanders from a mile away (laughs) i mean steven i i think well you and me were both like historically low on miles sanders i think Eric was, like, a touch more interested, but wanted nothing to do with him.
2: <laughs> I think I had him barely as an RB, B two.
0: Yeah. Like, he might have just,
2: right, like, RB 24. He might have been, like, 23 or something like that, like, just inside. That was more just giving him respect, because yeah. I knew he was going into the season as a starter.
0: So I was like, well, in this range, at least I know he's starting, but. So, I mean, he's he's splitting, dude. Like, he's straight up splitting with another player that we were all kind of i think i think i was the first one on him and then you guys uh kind of came around after you saw him and i I just happened to be the one that picked his name out to cover him for the for the pre-draft stuff but kenny gainwell and he's splitting with kenny gainwell we were all sort of really interested by kenny gainwell and kenny gainwell's basically splitting the rushing work with him now and he's getting most of the receiving work. At this point, I think I'd rather own Kenny Gainwell than Miles Sanders. Am I alone, Steven? Uh, I still don't want either one.
1: It's, it's too uh, too muddy for me. Yeah, I mean, he had a good week against Kansas City because uh, he got eight targets. but And he had the Russian touchdown. But he's another, he's another one that's... Um, I, I'm going to compare him just to CEH. He's another one that's just like him. you got to get the touchdown. Because otherwise you're well, gonna right get five now, or six points. I don't think it's gonna change. I mean, even yeah. even if he goes up to, you know, fifty fifty percent snap share, he's not getting the rushing work. That's going to Sanders. He's just getting the passing work. And how many more targets do you think he's gonna get than eight?
0: You know what I mean? I think you could, I think he could get ten plus easily. Uh, I don't. I mean, the difference between Kenny Gainwell and Ceh is that number one, he's not playing on the best offense in the league. Number two he's a rookie he's he's kind of building his rapport he's building the case for him to get more work mm-hmm. you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire walked into that starting job Kenny Gainwell is battling an established starter so yes right now he is touchdown dependent I think as we go you could see him really become a factor in the passing game in the second half of the season he might really have a I think he could have a sizable role I that's aiming for the ceiling, don't get me wrong, but I think the chance is there. What do you think, uh, Eric? Yeah, the thing that I
2: like to see with Kenny Gainwell is they have like they almost have like red zone packages where it seems like they try to get ways to get him the ball. Like mm-hmm. they they actively try to run plays when they're ten yards away from scoring and they try to get him they put the ball in his hands and just let him do his thing and, and that's good to see. Obviously touchdowns are great. That's that's great for fantasy scoring. That's six points, plus the yardage in the reception or whatever or the rushing yardage, whatever it may be. So that's that's very positive to see that he's getting a lot of usage in the red zone, I think. And yeah, his absolutely. his snap percentages and stuff haven't really gone up too much. He's still floating in that like mid thirties, but his touches are kind of floating around the same too. But he's gonna just he's gonna earn himself a roll. It's gonna get it looks like it might grow. And, and miles sanders did not play well sunday at all did, no you know? <laughs> uh
0: he did what we call miles sandersing but yeah i think that's pretty much going to do it for this segment uh there's obviously more players we could go over but we're way running, on. yeah way we're more. running low on because we we don't fucking play softball here we plant our flag we tell you exactly what we think sometimes we're going to be right sometimes we're going to be wrong but we don't fence it like a lot of these podcasts. Well, you know, well, that's what there is range of possibilities. You know, like, you know, I didn't even we, go over half of my list. Yeah. I mean, obviously we could go on and on about Kyle Pitts and, you know, all these other fucking guys. DeAndre that we told you not Swift. To draft that high. Oh, yeah. Yep.
2: And Mike Williams, if you want to get to a bus that we were all off on, he's 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 paying off.
0: Yep. Um, But yeah, so. Without any further ado, we're going to c- go to uh, Eric's new segment. He came up with this earlier today. He typed it all out for us, and we're going to rifle through a few players to figure out if we want to hold them or fold them. Hold them or fold them. So, I mean, like I said, Eric typed this up, but basically, you know, we want to figure out are any of these players worth hi- holding on to, to see what they become, see if they can turn it around, or do you just fucking drop their asses and be done with them?
2: Yeah. Um, Basically, lottery ticket picks, four weeks in, this is around the time where you're looking, you know what I mean? And you're like, "Eh, is it worth it to still hold this guy or do I just cut bait now and pick up Damian Williams or Hunter Renfro or whoever the fuck's out there this week instead? Several
0: of these guys are going to be saying, I'm going to be saying yes. Get rid of (laughs) them. So, I mean, I I think we could just Bang out these quarterbacks. I'll read the names, and they are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Are you holding on to any of those guys, steven
1: Only Tannehill, and only if it's two quarterback.
2: If it's one quarterback, I'll drop all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And Eric,
2: I'm um, the only one I would hold right now is Trey Lance because I want to see what he's got. If I've been holding him this long. For four weeks, and he's finally going to play. I'm not going to cut him. It's single quarterback, two quarterback, doesn't really matter. So he's finally going to get a chance to start this week. He uh, he 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 played a half in in uh, Sunday against the Rams. He had he made some decent throws. He also threw up some ducks, but we'll see what happens. I, I mean, he's kind of fun to watch. I will say that he's kind of electric. I do like what he brings to the table. So, and and Mac Jones maybe maybe but I, that offense is just not nah. high-powered enough to where I don't think I'd want to hold him. He's pretty efficient, Dude, but...
0: Yeah, that, that offensive line is a fucking turnstile. I mean, it's bad. It's terrible. It was. It's literally all talk radio is talking about up here is that offensive line. How do you fix it? And uh, I kind of thought Trey Lance would be the consensus here. I mean, he, he played one half of football, through for 150 yards, two touchdowns, seven seven rushing attempts for 41 yards like fuck yeah i'm holding on to trey lance i'm not even thinking twice and um tannahill even a one qb league I, i'd pr- probably hang on to Tannehill just because i want to see what he looks like with aj brown and julio back on the field granted he had two bad games week one and week two but he did really well in week three, and he did okay in week four. Granted, it was against the Jets, but, like, this week he's playing Jacksonville. How much worse is he going to be in Jacksonville? So I'm definitely – I'm probably going to give Tannehill a little more time, even though it does not look good. But his set, his schedule is also kind of soft. So I, I I, think I would hang on to Tannehill um, if I could afford it. Let's uh, move on to the running backs. Steven, do you hold or fold Michael Carter?
1: I hold. There's nobody really on the Jets other than Corey Davis, who's emerged. Um, Carter's starting to get more work. Um, I'll take the chance on him because the running back landscape is kind of slim, especially with the uh, injuries that continue to pile up at the position. So, I'll take the chance. Why not? It, it it's not really costing me anything, and he actually is putting up
0: what eight or eight or nine points a week, something like that. Enough to be. Like a worst case scenario emergency plug-in. Yeah, so I'll I'll keep him. I'll
1: give him the shot. We we kind of figured early in the season, you know, in the off season, that it was going to be mid to late later in the season when he actually became realistically fantasy relevant. At least I did. So I'll keep him for now. I'll hold him, but
2: I'm not starting him. No, me neither. He's not. Playable. No, I'm not <laughs> yet. I'm not yeah. yet either. No. And he, he's close, man. Give me a couple weeks. Give me, ask me the question in week six. If he hasn't really done much, and that team still looks like Garbo, I, I might cut him. go. And like, I don't do I, it. If you're an zero four team, and you number, you got number one waiver priority, and like Damian Williams is sitting out there, and like the the best piece, the, the worst piece on your team is Michael Carter, I'm cutting him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it really, it's all. This is all like team. Yeah, the hold them guys like? are.
0: Yeah, if you're in first place, you can hold on to anybody you fucking want. You know, but yeah, I mean, this is really for the guys that got to make moves, got to get out there and make moves. Steven, Trey Sermon. I'm holding him. Uh, he's the only healthy running back in San Fran. <laughs> I thought I was the Trey Sermon guy.
1: Dude, he is literally the only healthy guy there. You you have to hold him. Right. Isn't Elijah, isn't Elijah Mitchell supposed to come back? Maybe he was supposed to come back last week and then he didn't. Yeah. I mean, um, with w- with the injury history in San Fran for the running back position, I- I'm gonna keep him at least another week or two. There- there's nobody really to drop him for, you know. I mean, if I had Williams? to pick up if I had to pick up Williams, maybe, but I, I don't know. Like you said with with Trey Lance, maybe that gives Sermon the boost, you know?
2: I- I'll take the chance for another week. Uh Eric? I yeah, I'm kinda in the same boat where it's like you kind of got to hold him for like one more week and and uh, man, I don't know. I'm looking for it's an tough. excuse. I'm almost <laughs> looking for an excuse to cut him. And I'm not going to lie to you. I have a waiver claim in for Damian Williams right now and he's who I'm dropping. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I don't think I'm going to win it because I didn't I didn't I didn't go too crazy on the fab. So I think somebody will outbid me, but he's he's he he's the cut casualty if it happens. Just I, I, he looked okay Sunday, but he's got no passing game usage. He's got a no, dude use checks in, in 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 the red zone. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man! Like they don't. It, it, Elijah Mitchell's coming back. Don't forget Jeff Wilson. He'll be back after Week Six. He's coming off the pop. Like I'm not gonna be surprised if Jeff Wilson's relevant. I won't either. It's, and that's it, the sermon's got two weeks. He's got
1: this week and next week to prove himself before Wilson comes back.
0: Yeah. So I I. I literally just went through every running back on the roster. Trey Sermon played more snaps than anyone else other than Kyle Uschek. Sermon played 51% of snaps and Uschek played 82. Mhm. Like he's the number 1 fullback in fantasy football if anybody's wondering. Number 1 guy, all right? I just dude, dude when they're putting the fucking fullback out there in passing to him instead of Sermon, that tells me everything I need to know about Trey Sermon. I would not hesitate. I'm not cutting him just for the sake of cutting him. I'm not going to cut him just to have an empty bench spot. But dude, if there's anybody out there that I can go grab, Sermon's the one that's going. Like, dude, it's not even fucking close. He's He has not been good. He has shown no promise. The coaches clearly don't like him. They don't want to give him many opportunities. I'm all set with fucking Trey Sermon. I was dead wrong about him. Another guy, I was dead fucking wrong about Trey Sermon. Um, we all were, n- huh? We all were. I I
2: took him yeah. in the Degenerates League because mm-hmm. he was. I thought he was like the last decent running back left.
0: It yeah, had some some ceiling, and huh, he's been all basement. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, I mean, he had 19 attempts for 89 yards. Like, yeah, that's great, but no touchdown, not a single target. Like. The, the targets
1: just, is more what concerns me.
0: Yeah,
1: that that that's more what concerns me about it than anything. But, like I said, let's see what happens with Lance. He, he's got another week yeah. or or
2: two, and and I'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah we, we actually, yeah. And no, Steve kind of made up a quick point with Trey Lance playing. Maybe I'd want to see this. So I might I might alter my drop. Now that I think about it, I, what does he do with with Lance? You
1: no, know, I mean it's much not the it's same? not Sermon's it fault that he got grounded. You know, Kyle yeah. Shanahan grounded him in fucking Ayuk for whatever reason for for two weeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you have he, a
0: quarterback
2: he, who's a running threat, like look at look at Baltimore, like it opens up them lanes for them running backs. Because
0: mm-hmm. you got to respect oh, them, absolutely you gotta respect but, Lamar, you got to respect Lance, and, and but next week they're playing Arizona, and then it's a bye week. So I'm worried. You hang on to him. Let's say you pass on a player that's on the waiver priority. You hang on to him. You come back for week seven. Elijah Mitchell's back. Jeff Wilson's back. They still want to use use check. They get you Michael Hasty or whoever the fuck else. They have like a billion running backs. Can't even name them all. And all of a sudden, Trey Sermon's irrelevant. In two weeks, he's completely irrelevant.
1: If he has a bad week this week, then you can pick somebody up with him in week six when people are dropping guys for bye weeks and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, So, so you, but like my concern you is somebody that... Then. My concern is even if he's good in week five, they might still just rebury him on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. And you possible. can't start him right now. So if you hang on to him and you can't start him in week five, and that might be his last chance to even see the field without more injuries. What is the point of hanging on to him? Ronald Jones, the second Stephen. Nope. Keep going. <laughs>
2: Eric. I'd cut him. Yeah. It's even, uh, even with Geo out, uh, I'd cut him. Yeah, no,
1: unless he gets traded, I have no interest in him.
0: He's a good running back that, for whatever reason, the Buccaneers always have and always will hate. This is the last year of his rookie deal. See you in twenty twenty two on your new team, Ronnie. Uh <laughs> AJ Dillon. He's yeah, he's
1: he's another one. I'm in the same boat with him as I am with Sermon. I I should probably cut him, but I can't just because I know... I feel
0: like he's completely different from Sermon. I think he has all the skill in the world, and he's really... He does, but he's... He's, he's, he's an injury handcuff.
1: That's all right. he is. He's Alexander Madison. Right. So, I mean, I'm i am probably going to hold him, but it, it's, you know, it depends. If I need a roster... I'm, if, if I need a roster spot, I'm probably going to still keep Dylan and, and find a, another way to freak somebody up, but...
2: He's tough to cut, because if anything does happen to Aaron Jones, he, he's... He's at like you said. He's Madison, seventy seventy plus percent touch guy, and and, mm-hmm. and a high powered offense. Mm-hmm. So he's one that I would try to the same boat as like Steve. Like I would try to hold him if I could, just because he has that lottery ticket upside. If anything happens to the guy in front of him, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna make this simple. Everybody else on this list, you can cut. You can drop. Yeah, every I agree. single cool. one of them.
0: That would be all Houston running backs: Tyson Williams, Tassan Williams. Uh, Sony Michelle and Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake got his opportunity and they literally went out and signed somebody to play instead of Kenyon Drake. Peyton Barber. (laughs) Sony Michelle is the only one I would maybe keep just
2: because Daryl Henderson is somebody who struggled to stay healthy and he's the next man up. He's the only one I would Mm -hmm. think about. You know, I'm like, I'm not dropping Sony Michelle like for nothing like out of all these guys we just named he'd be the one i'd i'd be most likely to keep out of those seven guys or so six guys or whatever
0: yeah but even then like i am not interested in a handcuff unless he's a high end handcuff a handcuff that i believe will perform well if he gets an opportunity he he did and get an opportunity in week 3 against tampa that's what tampa. i'm saying he got yeah so that's true it was against tampa i'll he did, give you he that he did okay he had, yeah.
1: he had 20 carries for 67 yards which against tampa is reasonable
0: um three no, catches good, i was looking Bye. at the points i didn't look at the opponent you're right uh against tampa i can't really hold that against him. and he was probably scared of tom brady wide receivers all right so let's just read the names tell me gut reaction hold them fold them if anything interesting comes up we'll we'll address it when they're all done uh so i'll i'll give the name steven you answer then eric uh marquez calloway i'm on the fence We'll get to that
1: one at the at the end. I'm on the <laughs> fence with him. Uh
2: I'd probably cut him. Me too. I think so. And Nico yeah, Hardman. Definitely.
0: Michael Hardman's cut. 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 Cut him. Nelson Aguilar. Cut him. Cut. Elijah Moore. Cut him. Terrence Marshall. Caught him. Cut. cut. Brian Edwards.
2: Cut him. Holden. I'm stubborn. Hold, I, I'd hold. I'd hold. I'm holding Edwards. I as much as I hate to, I'm holding him just because that dude, that offense was number one in the league And <laughs> passing, passing offense. I don't know if they still are. And it's like, dude, how? are uh, Yeah. I look at that guys and I'm like, dude, how the fuck are these receivers like top ten? They They're the number one <laughs> passing offense.
0: Uh, Will Fuller. Um. Ooh. Hold him. I'm Absolutely, holding. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. holding.
1: Especially as much if I as I don't IR. want to, I'm holding him. But
0: uh, Randall Cobb, I'm
1: holding. I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't like it, but I'm holding. I'm cut. I'll cut Cobb
2: if there's better options out there. Zach Pascal, cut. Cut. Touchdown dependent. Amon Ross, St. Brown, cut. Yeah, he should have already been cut. <laughs> Rondale Moore. Um, no, I could nah. be persuaded to cut him.
1: Yeah, uh, um, he's another one I'm kind of on the fence about. I, I would cut him if I had to, but I'd like to hold him.
2: Yeah, if there was better options out there. I,
0: I would cut Rondell, Robbie Anderson. You got to hold him. I don't know. I it, cut him. It's, it's,
1: it's an. He's another one that's that's ugly, but I, I don't know. It, it it would have to depend on who I'm going to get.
0: He he has always been trash with Sam Darnold. I wanted nothing to do with him before the season. He's proved me right. I uh, I would cut him so fucking fast. It would make your head spin. I'd probably hold. I'd probably hold Robbie for like one more week. But yeah. Uh, and the last guy is by far the most interesting. Brandon Ayuk. I'm still holding. You have to. But yeah. doesn't it make you sick?
1: Yeah. Oh, believe me. <laughs> If you have as many Ayuk's as I do, you're fucking <laughs> extremely sick. Um, but it, the, the only fortunate thing is you you should have been able to get him as your wide receiver three or four, or even five. So he
0: hasn't he hasn't killed you.
1: It, it's, Where did you mean, draft
0: that you got him as a wide receiver five?
1: Eh, I draft all over, Brian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you rather have Hunter Renfro or Brandon Ayuk right now? Fucking Hunter Renfro, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, I would I, drop, I right would now. drop Ayuk if Renfro was out there. I'd drop Ayuk. Yeah, like, I don't think he is. He probably got picked up, but I, yeah,
1: I have other guys I could drop instead of Ayuk to pick up Renfro. But yeah, that it, it, that's a very close comparison right now.
2: I mean, Ayuk kind of similar to Sermon. Give it a week. Let's see what he does with yeah. Trey Lance. They didn't really do much in the preseason together, but I would want to at least give myself this week heading into their bye week, week six, to say, what what is you going to do this week? Like, yeah. show me what you got. Like, this is probably do or die for me with him. Like, if he gets out-snapped by Trent Sherfield or fucking whoever else they have, mm-hmm. then I'm probably cutting bait if there's better options out there in week six. I mean, he had 86%
1: in week three, 67% last week. They're just not getting targets. Yeah. You know, and- that, that's the biggest thing that concerns me with him they're not even looking at him
0: yeah oh yeah absolutely that's it's it's been fucking brutal and like i don't know what he did to get in that doghouse but uh right now the adp or i should say before the season started the adp consensus had him at the wide receiver 23 you know i i have him in one spot i was lower on him than you guys but in listener league a he fell so far i just i had to grab him and i ended up i ended up drafting iuke and it's just it's a fucking nightmare dude because like you just you can't start him you can't trust him and it's so tough dude it sucks <laughs>
2: I played him in the. uh, I I only have him in one spot too. I only got him in the Pilgrim League, and I played him last week. Fortunately, it didn't burn me. Yeah, Uh, yeah. He's one of those guys. Like I said, I'm kind of. I was high on him, and I think it's a blessing in disguise that I didn't get a lot of exposure to him. So him and Chris Carson both. I was pretty. I was pretty pumped on Chris Carson, and I have him in no leagues, and he's been. Were you really? I was not like super high, but I had him at like RB fifteen. Like I had him in the mid mid high twos. Yeah. I thought that offense was going to be good enough and I thought he was going to do enough to to be productive. But man, he's not getting the usage like usual.
0: And yeah, thank God I
2: didn't get no Chris
0: Carson. <laughs> so, uh tight ends will do much the same way. I'll just I'll give you guys the names. Steve, tell me if you'll hold them or fold them and then Eric. Cut, uh,
2: cut, 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 cut.
0: I'm cutting
1: off. I'll keep Tanyon, but I'm cutting all the other I'd three. I cutting
0: Tanyan. Johnu Smith, Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, and Bobby Tanyan. Boy, if only anybody was able to predict the downfall of Robert Tanyan. Good Lord! Uh, yeah, I'd cut them all too, and I wouldn't even hesitate, yeah. Dave. Um, I mean, Johnu, I might hang on to because nope, it seems like that nope, offense. No, nope, nope, it's all
2: Hunter Henry, dude. All Hunter Henry.
0: All Hunter Henry. He's, three to
2: he's he's uh running three times as many routes as johnny smith it's all yeah. hunter henry dude the, the, i got, got that, that line fucking, they gotta hold they gotta hold Johnu in the block. world got that wrong because everybody thought it was gonna be Johnu, and, and it's, it's been hunter henry i mean it, neither one of them have really been great but
0: yeah i just I, I i would hang on to johnny smith the the offense is improving they looked better this past weekend and I wouldn't quite give up on Johnu just yet. Even if he's not running as many routes as Hunter Henry, they have the same exact amount of targets in almost every single game. And Johnu Smith actually has more targets than Hunter Henry. So Hunter, Hunter Henry can run as many, as many routes as his heart desires. But if he doesn't get the fucking ball thrown to him, and trust me, he has looked like trash. Uh outside of sunday he has looked bad and so does Johnu for that record mm-hmm. um you know i i, I definitely think that johnny is worth a hold to see if that offense can turn it around maybe pick it up towards the end of the year and maybe he's playing like a, a low-end tight end one that you can play against weaker opponents which the patriots last third season of the year let's say is pretty effing soft so you might have some really soft matchups. You can play John to win. That's all. Um, Fuck think- them all. <laughs> um, yeah. And like Komet is another one that we consensusly were wrong on. We all thought that there were all these signs, these little signs pointing towards a potential breakout, but that team as a whole is just so much worse than we ever imagined yeah um, alan robinson seen we've, we've i've seen I've benched alan both.
1: robinson dude i we have to i was gonna say i'm, I'm questioning whether or not i want to keep alan robinson
0: um because i can't start him well i have to you have to hold Allen robinson because if they turn that if they turn that around let's say even if it takes dalton coming back if they turn that team around even a little bit Alan robinson could be worth starting you but you want dalton and this is what I had said. This was
2: why I had like a strange feeling with Allen Robinson. I'm like, I don't think him and Fields are gonna do great, and it hasn't looked. It's looked like that it, it Fields likes Mooney more. Mm-hmm. And that's true. He's like Fields. Like he kind of spreads the ball around a little bit, which you would think Komet would be doing better than he is. But Komet has not looked good with either quarterback. Yeah, and no, that's what concerned me with Komet, with Komet with Dalton. When Dalton comes back, I think Allen Robinson will actually be better. But I don't know how great he's going to be. I, he'll he'll be doing better than he has been. But I, I think it seems like Dalton is who you want for Robinson. My and thought Fields on is that you want for Mooney. is
1: uh, Robinson's taking the, the top coverage. And I think when Fields is going through his reads, he's looking past Robinson quick. And he's not trying to force the ball to him and giving him the opportunities for the contested catches and stuff like that. He's just going right to Mooney. So because, I mean, uh, Robinson went from 11 targets in week one with Dalton to four targets. To I mean, he had six targets against, uh, against Cleveland, but well, they weren't really that close, <laughs> uh, you know. And then he caught all three that were thrown to him against Detroit. So yeah. I just I just think it's more of a, a coverage thing with with him and Fields right now. And Fields is going through his reads quick. I mean, let's face it, with Cleveland, he had to because he could get one read and he was sacked. Um. So, But I do think when Dalton comes back, Robinson will be a little bit better. But I don't know that the Chicago offense is going to put up very many points this, this
0: year unless you're David Montgomery. So, Yeah. I just – you know what? And Fields is another one that I was like right and wrong about because I kind of thought he would be like Jalen Hurts trash on the field awesome in your league you know and uh i i i think i even uh talking to eric at work i think i even compared him to like jamie's winston you know he, he might throw a bunch of picks and lose games and uh i think we actually have an active beer bet that justin fields will not receive a second contract from the bears and uh it's definitely who's I, got that I, me and you, you and me yeah. Really? Yeah. I know I, the only the only active
2: beer, but I know we have off the top of my head. Is I know we have Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson head to head to the season. Who's going to? We be got better? that one. We I got that one for a fact. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so far, that's a pretty tight race.
2: That's yeah. Trevor, that's gonna. That's, that's gonna a go race to the while. bottom. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna. That's gonna be a week eight. That's gonna. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have something to watch in week eighteen. I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll be interested to see if any of those guys break the top twenty uh, by week eight.
0: It's not looking good. Um, So, you know, that's what that's kind of what I thought Justin Fields would be. I just I just I did not. I did not predict this abysmal fantasy performance we're seeing. I I thought he could make it up with his legs. I thought he would chuck it deep and he's he's not doing anything that I predicted him to do. He's playing it safe. He's not throwing into tight windows. He's not playing hero ball. He doesn't want to fucking move out of the pocket it's like I, I don't even know who i'm looking at this is so different than what he played in college I like dude they need to fire pat Nagy today i i just i think i've been on record saying that more than once but uh well, well,
1: welcome to the uh the fire matt Nagy book i've been on it for
0: <laughs> over a year
1: he blows i, I believe i'm captaining that Terrible. fucking ship terrible don't worry as soon as they fire him i will be on to cincinnati i'll find somebody else but yeah <laughs> but right now it's yeah, whoever next. hires
0: him send you know? him and urban meyer on a fucking <laughs> well, bus together i think, together it, out of I
1: think town. it's urban meyer right now but uh he might be on the on the hot seat
0: but um, they're actually uh actually you know what since you guys brought him up uh we did have one mail back question and it will not take very long so you know obviously we always say the listeners come first let's do this real quick mailbag the mailbag so like i said uh connor wrote into the show and uh his exact question has to do with one urban meyer and uh he says hello guys how do you think the jags players are going to do if urban meyer is still the jags head coach after the public video came out the guy is Definite. Uh, the guy is definitely a distraction and needs to resign. Thanks, Connor. So let me just tag on to that. Jacksonville supposedly, according to Mike Lombardi, has been exploring firing Urban Meyer because he has violated the morals clause of his contract, and supposedly they would be off the hook for the remaining years of his contract. They all of his guaranteed money from here on forward would be voided. Mm-hmm. To which I say, don't be idiots. Jump on this. Like if you can fire him and not pay him the future money, oh my god, what are you waiting for? They gotta make
1: they gotta make sure that they have everything in order before they do it, but
0: I think Urban Meyer's on his way to USC. <laughs> so if he does stick around, do you think do you think he's lost the locker room?
1: I yeah, I think he's already lost the locker room before this, but I think it's a guarantee now.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I don't think they respect him at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. He lost the locker room. It's kind of already come out before this even happened. But, you know, players play, man. They're going to show up to play Sunday no matter what. They're going to play hard. They want to win. So, yeah, they're playing for themselves.
1: They're not playing for him.
2: There's definitely some distractions and stuff going on lately Mm -hmm. on this team. But they're they're still going to show up and play every Sunday or (laughs) Thursday or Monday, whatever day they're playing.
0: So, I mean, they're going to go out there, they're going to play because, you know, they have pride, they're competitive, they want their contracts, all that stuff. If they're not accepting coaching, if they don't take the game plan seriously, it definitely has an adverse effect. I think if they fire Urban Meyer, that team is better tomorrow, tomorrow, no matter who they make the head, even if it was Pat fucking Nahi. Whoever they make the head coach, they are better tomorrow just because they could get the players to listen. And I don't think Urban Meyer ever got to that spot. Am I is alone?
1: That, is, is Pat Nagy Matt Nagy's cousin or, or brother or something?
0: God damn it. Why do I do that every time? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it every All time Why do. say Pat Nagy. <laughs> Who the fuck is Pat Nagy? That sounds I so no familiar idea. now. It's probably, it probably sounds familiar because I say it so much.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, here, here's the thing, though. Be careful what you wish for, because Urban Meyer might go out and Adam Gase might come in.
0: Honestly, even Adam Gase would probably- No, you shut your dirty whore mouth, mister. Honestly. No. Honestly, dude. That is a disaster down there. A disaster. At
1: least least Trevor Lawrence is still a good quarterback, or at least has the potential to be.
0: That is true. He will ruin the quarterback like he always has and always will. Yeah. And we've seen it twice now. Darnold Um, Tannehill, dude, as soon as you leave Adam Gase's clutches, you have a real shot. Yeah.
1: I'm wondering if he's the the OC in Tennessee right now, because they seem to be following that pattern.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Connor, thank you again for the question. We really appreciate it and uh, look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, That's pretty much going to do it for the episode. Um, Steven, any parting words for the listeners? Thursday night, put
1: your players in their normal spots in the lineup. And like I said before, Sunday, early game. Uh, make sure you get all your lineup set before the 9.30 game. I believe player and for that come around 8 o'clock in the morning.
0: You know, thank you guys so much for listening. Obviously, we got a lot of love for you. And uh, we really appreciate the listeners. And don't forget to uh, – we really appreciate any support we get from the listeners through our Patreon. Don't forget about the giveaway. You could win a Lawrence Taylor autograph, full-size helmet. The thing's fucking gorgeous. And, uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Obviously, uh, you can reach us at dddfantasyfootballgmail.com like our friend Connor did tonight. You can leave a voicemail at 508-343-8010. We already have another mailbag question for tomorrow from good friend Sergeant Rock from the Listener League. And, uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Take care. And please do not forget to set your lineups.